Hi team, welcome to the Kindness, Curiosity and Comfortable Shoes podcast. My name is James McFetridge and this is an ongoing toolkit for all healthcare staff. Whether you are a porter or a paediatrician, a domestic or a driver, clinical or non-clinical, just starting or just finishing your work in healthcare, this podcast aims to give you some useful thoughts about working for this amazing business to get you through your day. In the very first episode, the episode zero for the podcast, I mentioned how I had recently achieved 25 years in healthcare. And that's one of those weird things where it feels simultaneously a really long time and yet it's gone by so quickly. And to think that 25 years, that's probably about a third of my, approximately a third of my life expectancy, certainly half of my life so far. And yet I can remember starting as a doctor, yeah, as clear as if it was yesterday, uh, and so many of those early years in medicine. But looking back, it feels like such a different world, certainly clinically, but clearly the rest of the world as well. So much has changed. And I thought this would be an interesting topic to explore about change and its relevance to healthcare. If I look back over those 25 years, there have been massive advances and changes in healthcare. And so much so, it's a real struggle to keep up as a practicing clinician. As an example, if I think of two common conditions that are huge and cause a a massive issue with healthcare, if we think about heart attacks and strokes. Well, when I started clinical work, if you had a heart attack, well, firstly, unless you had significant changes on your heart tracing, on your ECG, it would take 12 to 24 hours of serial blood tests to confirm whether you had had a certain type of heart attack. And then often we'd go, well, you've had a heart attack. Bad luck. Uh, Have these medications uh, to hopefully avoid one in the future. And it was similar with a stroke. We were just, I guess, getting into having routine CTs uh, because there was a CT in the same hospital as the emergency department, but that hadn't long been there. And if you had a certain type of stroke, an ischemic stroke, where there wasn't any uh, blood clot that could potentially be removed by a neurosurgeon, once we diagnosed that stroke, we would put you on bed rest and basically see what happened. And yet now, 25 years later... If you have a heart attack, well, the large majority, either immediately or certainly within a few days, depending on what type of heart attack, will go to have PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention, to be able to unblock the arteries that get blood flowing to the heart. That didn't even follow on directly from doing nothing. We've been in and out of favour with uh, thrombolysis, giving specific medication to to, uh, get rid of the blood clot. And that came in, we learned how to do that. Then a few years, that came out of favour because of PCI. And with strokes, well, we're now with thrombolysis for strokes. We've been doing that for quite some time now. 
And yet more and more patients who have certain types of strokes will be able to have uh, the clot that is stopping blood get to the brain, having that removed by interventional radiology. So two really big things with some massive changes in there. And I'm sure in another five, ten years, there will be more changes just with those. Replicate that across all the different types of medical problems that you can have. And that's really difficult to keep up with. Certainly for a clinician, you end up understanding what changes you need to be up to date with in your particular area. But it can make it very difficult to uh, understand everything new that is happening across the healthcare spectrum. And clearly, really difficult for any healthcare that is delivered by the government to keep up with the cost of that healthcare. And certainly that's uh, been a huge problem uh, across the world. Uh, And certainly where I work with the NHS, that has been a massive problem uh, that has uh, certainly contributed to some of the issues that we have. But change is here. Change will keep happening. We're never going to be standing still. We don't want to be standing still. But with that change becomes a lot of frustration I think of the organisation of healthcare that I have uh, witnessed uh, in the United Kingdom and it feels like it's gone pretty much full circle. We started off with it being very uh, nation-led and then the organisational authorities became smaller and smaller and quite drilled down to local areas and now we're in the process of getting those bigger again. Just in 25 years, I can think of uh, the different organisations that we've had. We've had strategic health authorities, regional health authorities. Then we moved to foundation trusts. And since then, we've had accountable care organisations, primary care trusts, clinical commissioning groups, integrated care boards, all of those things in a relatively short period of time. And the machine that needs to change and and keep up to speed with that is is massive and the money that goes into those changes uh is is just huge and if you're working in that system as we know it's really difficult to understand what on earth is going on let alone for those people who actually are paying for it the taxpayers and certainly if you use it as a patient and maybe and this is perhaps the advantage of of looking back and seeing how much change there has been maybe I'm old enough just to let it wash over me and uh, I worry less about it because I've seen similar changes before I can remember when I started as a consultant and we had concern about recruiting to a particular grade of doctor and it was going to be really difficult and our rotors were going to be empty and funnily enough within a few years We sorted that out and it was a different grade where we had problems recruiting to. And then it was nursing staff we had difficulty recruiting to. And I wouldn't want to be careless about talking about these things because they're really important at the time. But we find solutions and move on and new difficulties uh, present themselves. certainly makes it easier to cope with those changes that may be in front of us. And... We need to get comfortable with it. There's certainly a fairly consistent message from research uh, that we need as people involved in healthcare, need to get comfortable with it so we can help move it and shape it. There's a nice article that I will link to in the show notes from uh, BMC Biomed Central in 
2020. And their summary at the end, their conclusion was that organisational changes in healthcare are more likely to succeed when healthcare professionals have the opportunity to influence the change, feel prepared for the change and recognise the value of the change, including perceiving the benefit of the change for patients. Like so much research, you hear that, read it and think, well, yeah, that clearly makes sense. But it may mean that for you, you are in a position where you can get involved in influencing that change. That if you know change is coming, that we don't just ignore it and we do try and feel prepared for it because of the that bigger picture. I just wanted to finish off with some really nice advice that I found in a article in Forbes magazine all about coping with change. And there are five things they recommend. Firstly, helping others. You're not the only one going through this change in your organisation. Secondly, really important to embrace new opportunities. With change comes the potential for new skills, new team members. But thirdly, remember to maintain your relationships, stay connected to people that you've worked with previously, help bring them along with you. Really important. Fourthly, accept rather than resist. There's a lot of psychology research showing that active coping with change to address the stress is going to be far better for you than avoiding it. And finally, if you are in a more senior role, you may want to think about over-communicating because if we under-communicate, if people aren't on board or understanding what is going on, then those communication gaps will be filled by rumour and that is going to be really difficult to get around because we all love rumour and all feel that it takes priority over any official announcements. So change is always going to be with us, I think especially in healthcare, to try and keep up with the technology change and digital change that's happening all around us. And maybe we just need to accept that it will happen and get involved in it because then we can help shape and change the future that we are going to be involved in. Thank you for listening today. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I am on at JMAC Education on all the socials and there are links in the show notes for anything that we've talked about today that may be of interest or further reading for you. I'd be really grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe and most importantly if you found this helpful please tell your colleagues about this podcast. So please take care of yourselves out there. You are doing a great job. And remember, be kind, be curious, and don't forget your comfortable shoes. Thank you to Shakina Studio for the music downloaded through Audio Jungle. Thank you to Beth for the artwork and the photo produced through Canva and thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting the podcast. The Kindness, Curiosity and Comfortable Shoes podcast is a JMAC Education production.